Chapter Eight of Book Four of Physics by Aristotle, translated by Thomas Taylor. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jeffrey Edwards. Chapter Eight. After this same manner, we must conceive that it is the business of a natural philosopher to speculate concerning a vacuum, whether it is or not and how it subsists, or what it is, just as concerning place, for it is attended with similar incredibility, and the belief in it is derived from the conceptions about it. For those who assert that there is a vacuum consider it as if it were a certain place and vessel, and it appears indeed to be full when it possesses the bulk which it is capable of receiving but when it is deprived of this it is void as if a vacuum plenum and place were the same but their essence not the same it is necessary however to begin the speculation assuming the assertions of those who say that there is a vacuum and again of those who deny its existence and in the third place we must consider common opinions concerning them those therefore who endeavour to show that there is not a vacuum do not refute that which men wish to call a vacuum, but that which they erroneously assert, as Anaxagoras and others, who confute after this manner, for they demonstrate that air is something by twisting bladders, showing how strong the air is, and receiving it in clepsydra. But men conceive that a vacuum is an interval in which there is no sensible body, and fancying that all being is body they say that is a vacuum in which in short there is nothing and on this account that what is full of air is a vacuum hence it is not necessary to demonstrate that air is something but that there is not an interval different from and separate from bodies and that it is not in energy and does not pervade through every body so that it is not continuous as democritus and leucippus say and many other physiologists and that it is not anything beyond all body since body is continuous these therefore do not meet the problem through the gate but rather those who say that there is a vacuum but one thing indeed which they say is this that if there is not a vacuum there will not be local motion and this is lation and increase, for motion would not appear to subsist unless there were a vacuum, since that which is full cannot receive. And if it could receive, there would be two bodies in the same thing. Certainly, on this hypothesis, any number of bodies, whatever, may subsist together, for the difference cannot be adduced through which that which is asserted will not take place. But if this be possible, the smallest may receive the greatest thing for that which is great is many small things so that if many equal things may be in the same thing this also may be the case with many unequal things melissos therefore shows from these things that the universe is immovable for if it were moved it would be necessary says he that there should be a vacuum but a vacuum does not rank among beings in one way, therefore, they thus show that there is a certain void, but in another way 
because some things appear to come together and to be compressed just as they say that wine is received by tubs together with bladders as if the condensed body would enter into the inherent void spaces again increase likewise appears to all men to be affected through a vacuum for nutriment is a body and it is impossible for two bodies to subsist together they also adduce as an evidence that which happens about ashes which receive as much water as a void vessel the pythagoreans also say that there is a vacuum and that it enters into the heaven as if the heaven respired from an infinite spirit they likewise assert that a vacuum is that which distinguishes natures as if a vacuum were a certain separation and distinction of things in a consequent order and that this first subsists in numbers since a vacuum gives distinction to their nature so many therefore and such are nearly the arguments from which some assert and others deny the existence of a vacuum chapter nine in order however to understand which of the assertions are true it is necessary to consider what the name signifies a vacuum therefore appears to be a place in which there is nothing but the cause of this is that they fancied being to be body but every body is in place and in the place in which there is no body there is a vacuum so that if anywhere there is no body there there is a vacuum again they fancied that every body is tangible and that whatever has gravity or levity is a thing of this kind from syllogism therefore it happens that a vacuum is that in which there is nothing heavy or light these things therefore as we have also before observed are syllogistically inferred but it is absurd that a point should be a vacuum for it is necessary that a vacuum should be a place in which there is an interval of tangible body a vacuum however appears in one way to be called that which is not full of a sensible tangible body and that which possesses gravity and levity is sensible according to the touch hence someone may doubt if interval had colour or sound whether it would be a vacuum or not or is it not manifest that if it could receive a tangible body it would be a vacuum but if not that it would not be a vacuum but after another manner a vacuum is said to be that in which there is not this particular thing nor any corporeal essence hence some say that a vacuum is the matter of bodies who also say though not rightly that this very thing is place for matter is not separate from bodies but they investigate a vacuum as that which is separate chapter ten since therefore we have sufficiently discussed the nature of place and it is necessary that a vacuum if it has a subsistence should be place deprived of body and we have shown how place subsists and how it does not subsist this being the case it is evident that a vacuum does not thus subsist neither considered as separate nor as inseparable for a vacuum cannot be a body but an interval of body on this account a vacuum appears to be something because place also appears to be so and through the same causes 
for those also direct their attention to motion according to place who say that place and a vacuum are something beside the bodies that fall into them but they fancy that a vacuum is the cause of motion in the same manner as that in which a thing is moved and this resembles with some assertive place there is not however any necessity that if there is motion there should be a vacuum and in short a vacuum can by no means be the cause of every motion for that reason which was concealed from melissos for a plenum may be changed according to quality but neither is it necessary that there should be motion according to place on account of a vacuum for bodies which are moved may yield to each other when there is no separate interval beside them and this also is manifest in the revolutions of things continuous as likewise in the revolutions of human natures bodies too may be condensed not into a vacuum but because the things inherent are expelled thus water being compressed the inherent air is expelled things likewise may be increased not only from the ingress of some body but also by a change in quality as if air should be generated from water and in short the reason concerning increase and that of water poured upon ashes are respectively impediments to themselves for either anything whatever is not increased or it is not increased by body or two bodies may be in the same place they think fit therefore to solve the common doubt but they do not demonstrate that there is a vacuum or it is necessary that all bodies should be a vacuum if it is every way increased and is increased through a vacuum the same reasoning also applies to ashes that the arguments therefore from which they show that there is a vacuum may be easily solved is evident chapter eleven again however we shall say that there is not a vacuum so separate as some assert it to be for if there is a certain natural relation to each of the simple bodies as for instance to fire upward but to earth downward and toward the middle it is evident that a vacuum will not be the cause of lation of what then will a vacuum be the cause for it appears to be the cause of motion according to place and yet is not the cause of this further still if it is anything as for instance a place deprived of body whither will the body placed in it be impelled for it will not be impelled in all directions the same reasoning also may be urged against those who fancy that place is something separate into which that is carried which is borne along for how will that which is in this be either impelled or abide and the same reasoning will fitly accord to upward and downward and to a vacuum for those who say there is a vacuum make it to be place how therefore will body be in place or in a vacuum for this cannot happen since the whole of some body is considered as being in a separate and permanent place for a part of such a body unless it is considered separately will not be in place but in the whole again if place is not separate from body neither will a vacuum but to him who considers this affair it will appear that the contrary rather happens to those who say there is a vacuum 
as if this were necessary if there is motion i mean that nothing can be moved if there is a vacuum for just as those who say that the earth is at rest through similitude so likewise it is necessary to be at rest in a vacuum for there is not any place in it where a thing can be more or less moved since so far as it is a vacuum it has not any difference in the first place therefore because every motion is either from violence or according to nature it is necessary if there is violent that there should also be natural motion for violent motion is contrary to nature and that which is contrary to nature is posterior to that which is according to nature so that if motion according to nature is not present with every natural body neither will any one of the other motions be present beside how will it be natural since there is no difference in a vacuum and the infinite for so far as it is infinite there will be no downward nor upward nor middle but so far as it is a vacuum there will be no difference between the downward and upward for as there is no difference in nothing so neither is there in non-entity but a vacuum appears to be a certain non-entity and privation natural relation however is different so that things which are naturally moved will be different either therefore there will not be anywhere a natural relation to anything or if there is there is not a vacuum further still things which are thrown are now moved he who impels them not touching them either through an antiperistasis as some say or because the air being impelled impels with a swifter motion than that of the lation of the impelled body through which it tends to its proper place but in a vacuum there can be nothing of this kind nor can anything be borne along unless as that which is carried again no one can assign a reason why that which is in motion stops somewhere for why should it rather stop here than there so that either it will be at rest or it is necessary that it should be borne along to infinity unless something more powerful impedes further still now it seems to be carried to a vacuum because it yields but in a vacuum a thing of this kind is similarly every way so that it will be every way impelled again what is said will be evident from the following considerations we see the same weight and body more swiftly borne along through two causes either because there is a difference in that through which it is borne along as when it moves through water or earth or air or because that which is borne along differs if other things remain the same through excess of weight or levity hence that through which it is borne along is the cause that it impedes especially if it is borne in a contrary direction and in the next place if it abides but this is more especially the case with that which is not easily divided and that which is more dense is a thing of this kind let the weight a therefore be impelled through b in the time g but through d which is more attenuated in the time e if the length of b is equal to that of d according to the proportion of the impeding body for let b be water but d air by how much the more attenuated therefore and incorporeal air is than water 
by so much swifter will a be impelled through d than through b it will therefore have the same ratio of celerity to celerity as air to water so that if it is doubly more attenuated it will pass through the space b in double the time that it will pass through d and the time g will be double the time e and thus always by how much the more incorporeal that is through which it passes and by how much less it impedes and may be more easily divided by so much the more swiftly will it be impelled but a vacuum has no ratio by which it may be surpassed by body just as nothing has no ratio to number for if four surpasses three by one but two by more than one and one by still more than it surpasses two there will no longer be any ratio by which it surpasses nothing for it is necessary that what surpasses should be divided into excess and that which is exceeded so that four will be divided into four and nothing hence neither can a line surpass a point unless it were composed from points in like manner neither can a vacuum have any ratio to a plenum and therefore neither the motion through the one to the motion through the other but if a weight passes through so much space in such time through a most attenuated medium in passing through a vacuum it will exceed every ratio for let z be a vacuum equal to the magnitudes b and d if therefore it passes through a and is moved in a certain time viz in the time e which is less than the time f the vacuum also will have this ratio to the plenum but inasmuch time as e the weight a will pass through g a part of d but it will also pass through it even if there should be something in z different in subtlety from air in the same proportion as the time e to the time f for if the body in z is as much more attenuated than d as the time e surpasses the time f vice versa the weight a if it is borne along will pass through z with a celerity measured by the time f if therefore there is no body in z it will pass through it with still greater celerity but it was in the time f so that in an equal time it will pass through a plenum and a vacuum this however is impossible it is evident therefore that if there should be any time in which anything whatever is impelled through a vacuum this impossibility would happen for let it be assumed that anything will pass through a plenum and a vacuum in an equal time then there will be some body having the same ratio to another as time to time and to sum up the whole in a few words the cause of that which happens is manifest viz that there is a ratio of every motion to every motion for it is in time but there is a ratio of every time to every time both being finite but there is no ratio of a vacuum to a plenum these things therefore happen so far as the media differ through which they are moved but these according to the excess of the things which are moved
for we see that things which have a greater momentum either of weight or levity if in other respects they possess similar figures are more swiftly carried through an equal space and that according to the ratio which the magnitudes have to each other so that this also will be the case in passing through a vacuum but this is impossible for through what cause will it be more swiftly impelled for in a plenum this necessarily happens since that which is greater more swiftly divides by its force and that which is borne along or thrown either divides by its figure or by the momentum which it possesses all things therefore will be moved with equal swiftness but this is impossible from what has been said therefore it is evident that if there is a vacuum the contrary will happen to that through which those who say there is a vacuum endeavour to prove its existence for these fancy there is a vacuum separate and per se if there is motion according to place but this is just the same as to say that there is a certain separate place and that this is impossible has been already shown chapter twelve to those also who consider the affair by itself it will appear that what is called a vacuum is truly a vacuum for just as if any one puts a cube into water as much water will give way as is equal to the cube the like also happens in air though it is immanifest to sense hence in every body which may be transferred so far as it is naturally adapted to be transferred it is necessary unless it is compressed that it should be transferred either always downward if its lation is downward as earth or upward if it is fire or toward both as air or of whatever kind the thing may be which is locally situated in a vacuum however this is impossible for neither is it a body but through the cube an equal interval may appear to permeate which was before in a vacuum just as if neither the water nor the air should yield to the wooden cube but should permeate it throughout the cube however has as much magnitude as the vacuum contains which if it should also be hot or cold or heavy or light would be no less but would even be more essentially different from all passive qualities although it is not separate from them i mean the bulk of the wooden cube so that though it should be separated from all other things and should neither be heavy nor light yet it would occupy an equal vacuum and would be in the same part of a place and a vacuum equal to itself in what therefore will the body of the cube differ from an equal vacuum and place and if there are two of this kind why will not also anything whatever be in the same this therefore is one absurdity and impossibility further still it is evident that the cube when transferred to another place will have this a triple dimension which all other bodies have so that if it in no respect differs from place why is it necessary to make a place for bodies beside the bulk of each if bulk is impassive for it contributes nothing if another equal interval of this kind should be about it again it is necessary that the quality of the vacuum which is in things that are moved 
should be manifest but now it nowhere appears within the world for air is something but it does not seem to be a body neither would water appear to be a body if fishes were made of iron for the judgment of that which is tangible is by the touch hence therefore it is manifest that there is not a separate vacuum chapter thirteen there are some however who fancy that it is evident there is a vacuum from the rare and the dense for if there is not the rare and the dense it is not possible for things to come together and be compressed and if this does not take place either in short there will not be motion or the universe will overflow as zuthus said or air and water will always be changed into the equal i say for instance if air should be generated from a cup of water at the same time as much water must be generated from equal air or there must necessarily be a vacuum for it is not otherwise possible that compression and coextension can exist if therefore they call the rare that which has many void separate spaces it is evident that if there cannot be a separate vacuum as neither is there a place which has an interval of itself neither can the rare subsist in this manner but if they say that there is not a separate vacuum but that at the same time a vacuum is inherent this indeed is less impossible it will happen however in the first place that a vacuum is not the cause of all motion but only of that which is upward for the rare is light and on this account they say that fire is rare in the next place a vacuum will not be the cause of motion as that in which but just as bladders because they are carried upward carry also that which adheres to them in like manner a vacuum will have a power of carrying upward but how is it possible that there can be lation of a vacuum or a place of a vacuum for there would be a vacuum of a vacuum into which it would be carried again how can they assign the cause why a heavy body tends downward and it is manifest if by how much the more rare a body is and contains void spaces by so much the more it will be impelled upward so that if in short there is a vacuum it will be most rapidly moved perhaps however it is impossible for a vacuum to be moved and the reason is the same because as in a vacuum all things are immovable so likewise a vacuum is immovable for the celerities of a vacuum and a solid cannot be compared with each other since however we say that there is not a vacuum and it is truly doubted of the rest hence either there will not be motion unless there is condensation and rarefaction or the universe will overflow or there will always be an equal quantity of water from air and of air from water for it is evident that more air will be produced from water it is necessary therefore unless there is compression or that which adheres is expelled that what is last must be made to overflow or an equal quantity of air must in some other place be changed into water in order that the whole bulk of the universe may be equal or if this be not admitted it will follow that nothing can be moved for some body being always transferred this will happen 
unless it revolves in a circle but lation is not always in a circle but likewise in a right line these therefore through arguments of this kind assert that there is a vacuum we however say from the things which are admitted that there is one matter of contraries viz of the hot and the cold and of other contrarieties also that from what is in capacity that which is in energy is produced that matter is not separate but is different in essence and that the matter for instance of colour of the hot and of the cold is one in number the matter also of body of the great and of the small is the same but this is manifest for when air is generated from water the same matter not assuming anything else is produced but that which was in capacity becomes in energy and again in like manner water is generated from air a change being made at one time into magnitude from parvitude and at another from parvitude into magnitude in a similar manner therefore if air passes from a greater into a less quantity and from a less into a greater the matter which is in capacity becomes both for as the same matter from being cold becomes hot and from being hot cold because it was in capacity so likewise from being hot it becomes more hot no part of the matter being made hot which was not hot before when there was less heat just as if the circumference and convexity of a greater circle should become the circumference of a less whether it be the same or another the convexity would not be in any part which was not convex but straight for it is not less or more by intermission nor can any magnitude of flame be assumed in which both whiteness and heat are not inherent thus therefore is the prior heat with reference to the posterior so that the magnitude and parvitude of the sensible bulk is extended the matter not assuming anything but because the matter is in capacity to both hence the same thing is both dense and rare and there is one matter of these the dense also is heavy but the rare light for there are two things in each that is in the rare and the dense for the heavy and the hard appear to be dense and the contraries appear to be rare viz the light and the soft but the heavy and the hard are discordant in lead and iron from what has been said therefore it is evident that there is not a separate vacuum whether simply considered or as in that which is rare nor a vacuum in capacity unless some one in short should be willing to call a vacuum that which is the cause of lation but thus the matter of the heavy and light so far as it is such will be that vacuum for the dense and the rare according to this contrariety are effective of lation but according to the hard and the soft they have the power of producing passion and impassivity and not lation but rather change according to quality after this manner therefore let it be determined concerning a vacuum how it subsists and how it does not subsist end of chapter thirteen of book four recording in memory of mitchell edwards